Hello, folks. Welcome to the show. We're talking on the show. It's show. Welcome this to the business of show. Welcome to the show. Uh, we're uh, actually live at the Gucci Spring Summer 2020 Fashion Show. Um, yeah. The show's just about to begin. Uh, this is actually pre-recorded, of course. Uh, but the Gucci Spring 2020 Summer uh, Fashion Show was, you know, of course... Uh, a dangerous one because it was the the, the 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 peak of covid and of course uh mm-hmm. you know we had um models on conveyor belts in straight jackets as you would have models here. were on conveyor yeah. belts and straight yeah. jackets yeah. Yeah. i want to just describe what we're seeing here the uh the models they they all kind of look like a dystopian nightmare um they're really uh having a, a horrible time yeah yeah oh and now all the lights are off and they are electrocuting the they're actually electrocuting the uh, they're, viewers. Yeah, they're they're really squirming. Yeah, they're really they're really squirming around. Oh wow! Now the, uh, this is just horrible. Yeah. This is just horrible to see. But uh, there's uh, there's a lot of designers that are looking on and they're tenting their fingers. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, now they're bringing out AK-47s. They look like they may massacre. Oh nope, they're just props. It's no, just... they're prop. They're prop AKs. You know, oh. it's a comment. It's a com. Oh, yeah, they're saying that. Uh, They've gotten up, uh, the, the Gucci designers are saying this is a comment on school shootings. Mm-hmm. And uh, which, notice which the took a nosedive after You'll COVID. notice the pointy-toed shoes. Um, that really, it sort of symbolizes how sharp society has become. You're right, you're right. And and the straight jackets are a comment on heteronormative culture because everyone's straight and it's yeah. holding us down, you know. Oh, wow. Mirrored sunglasses and And it's also bad beanie. for your mental health. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a red uh, striped beanie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, striped beanie. Oh man, that's good. Yep, that's, uh, that, that's, ve- that's very feels very Billie Eilish. Maybe inspired by the fashion choices of Billie right. Eilish. Is there a lot of is there a lot of floppy clothes? Um, she used most, to wear floppy clothes, yeah, but she doesn't and, wear floppy clothes anymore. The bangs are very severe um, on every. Lots of severe model. bangs. Yeah. Um, okay. Each model has more severe bangs than the preceding model. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, they're actually. Look at it. So it's interesting because each model is actually on a moving conveyor belt, a moving sidewalk, as it's called in the yeah. airports. Um, which is a very unique way to do it because they're going by faster. It's like they want to speed up the entire yeah, process. Yeah, yeah. You can no longer do your turn on the catwalk. You 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 get hurried along on the catwalk like so many rats on a shoot. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it does look like one model has fallen into the. A gap in the conveyor belt, and her leg was mangled by the internal gears. Yeah, it's, it's being ground down. It's being ground. Her femur is grinding uh, against the internal mechanism, and it's uh, creating a it's creating a rhythmic pattern that's uh, quite mesmerizing and beautiful. Wow, it's actually yeah. And now there's an interplay of LED lights and like the sprays of blood, the fountains of blood. And that this means was all planned. It's time for the men to come out. That amazing, was actually the amazing. signal it's for the, the boys. Men. Now it's the it's boys' the, turn to it's the boys' turn to strut their stuff. Right. Oh, and they are just completely naked. They're just nude. It's it's like it's John Cage's 433, but mm-hmm. for fashion. You know. All right. Well, uh, this has been House of Decline's coverage of the Gucci Spring uh, Summer 2020 Fashion Show. We will take a break and check with our sponsors, but. Uh, uh, don't change that radio dial if you uh, want to hear if more. If you love our... fashion, yeah. if you love clothing, if you love stitches, if you love uh, sewing needles, if you love buttons, if you love vinyl, that's we're gonna. We, that's us now. This is now the fashion program. 
it's a house of fashion decline. Exactly. Um, we are the, just like the house of Laurent, just like the house of uh, Saint Laurent, just like the house of Chanel. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many? She was a Nazi collaborator. Of course. Yeah. 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 Hugo Boss. Yep. Wonderful Nazi collaborator. Yep. Um, great clothing. Dr. Fauci. Great designs. I believe Dr. Fauci. Fauci, Nazi <laughs> collaborator. Nazi yeah, collaborator. yeah. Mm-hmm. He was one of the Italian Nazi collaborators. He's uh, yes. Knights in Collaboratoria, they called it. Yes. What? Yeah, I was trying to make a Knights of uh, Calabria joke, but it wasn't uh, wasn't going well. You mean like he's, the he's Muse album? Uh, yes, precisely like the Muse Knights of album. Si- isn't it? Knights is of Sidonia. Knights of Sidonia. Is that really? I love the Muse guy. I love how he sings. He sings like he's always he's always like having a very fake orgasm. You know, like a, a anime, very dramatic anime character or something like that. I was uh, seeing on Twitter that whenever Tom York opens uh, his Spotify. Spotify's always recommending him Muse because, like, oh, you like Radiohead? You might like Muse. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't like Muse. The shit. The shit. I'm sad. I'm sad and I just want to listen to drum and bass music. just want to listen to lo-fi drum and bass music. Mm. I was listening uh, to very early Aphex Twin. Uh, he was going by Polygon Windows. and That's funny. It's uh, real good music for, like, repetitive tasks. Because mm. I was doing some repetitive tasks. Aphex Twin, that's the guy that did Weapon of Choice by Fat Boy Slim, right? Um, I believe that was Willem Dafoe, D- DJ Willem Dafoe, or perhaps Shit. Christopher Walken. Yeah, it's Christopher Walken in that, in that video. I don't know why I bring that up. Did you know that Willem Dafoe's uh, real first name is William? Yeah, he changed it to Willem. Yeah. He also has a comically large penis. Right. Uh and he's he's great. He's great in movies, great actor. He's really good at comedy. He saves Zisu. You know, Zisu is a mediocre movie, but he's really good in it. I haven't seen that one. Uh Zisu's okay. Like it if you like Wes Anderson in general, it's it's good. Uh but if you can't tolerate his bullshit, it is not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think, like, what are the Wes Anderson movies that sort of transcend his bullshit? Rushmore transcends his bullshit. Uh, I think Budapest Hotel sort of transcends his bullshit. You can not be a Wes Anderson fan and appreciate Grand Budapest Hotel. And if you're an animation fan, definitely both the animated movies, which I, I like very much because I'm a huge sucker for stop motion animation. Yeah, you really, uh, we that's how we sucker you into most things. Yeah, if with little if look, if the fucking if the fucking Red Browns had a little claymation guy that was like, oh, come here, buddy. We uh, can... The the Red are you talking about the the Nazi communist crossover people? The, the Nazi bulls, the Nazi bulls, the which remind, which always makes me think of the Nazi Super Bowl. You know? What about the not the Nazi men's? The the Nazmans? The Nazmans. The Nazi Menshevik. Because there's Bolsheviks and Mensheviks. So what there what? are Menshevik. Are there are there Mensheviks? Are there Nazmans. people who are card carrying Mensheviks? Yes. <laughs> you don't know that. Yes, I do. I do know. I don't know. I do know. Right. Okay. 
Um, where uh, are these Twitter Mensheviks? Uh, I, I'm in his Menchies. I'm in the Menchies of these Menchies. I didn't say they were on Twitter. They're on TikTok. They're young. They're young. <laughs> these TikTok Mensheviks. Yeah, the TikTok teens are all Mensheviks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they disagree with the the party line on. Uh, they're gonna get ice picks. Wait, um, am I getting that wrong? Yeah, you're I'm probably getting slightly that wrong. wrong. I don't think the, the trot. I don't think trot. Trots are not Menshevik. Yeah, no, what I'm are the Trotsky? What is the defining characteristic of a Trotsky person? I don't know anything about fucking communism. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, I think it's um, maybe uh, maybe uh, our our guest uh, our guest of your Bob not mm-hmm. um, not Bob. Never mind. <laughs> um, could come on and explain it. I'm like, not Bob. Uh, maybe I meant uh, Bill. You meant Bill. Yeah, uh, maybe as uh, Bo- Bobo. Meant, yeah, Bobo. <laughs> One of our guests. My mind has melted because yeah, I get about five hours of sleep at night. Um, a single dad was the single dad time. Wait, you're not a single dad. No, you're a married dad. Not a single married dad. You're a stay-at-home dad, which is what I meant to say. Yeah, which, which um, is which a is, full-time job. It's great when the baby naps, and it's not great when the baby doesn't nap. Yeah. They're loud. I don't know what I'm going to do when, like, it doesn't, when, like, the baby doesn't need to nap because it's too old for naps. You're like, go You're outside, have to... get a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't understand the concept of helicopter parenting. Once they're uh, old yeah. enough to take care of themselves, you know, why do you need to hover them all? Go out and explore, you know. Have yeah. a bagel. Well, I... Eat a bagel you find on the street. I'm hoping that it can be Suck like... Suck a homeless man's cock. A little more laid back about in terms of like, you gotta get into college. Um... And just yeah. kind of be like, you don't actually, because it, it's stupid, and you don't necessarily get a good job after that. So if you yeah. want to drop out of high school and go follow a, a band because you're in a relationship with a 35-year-old guitar player, then that's funny. Um, <laughs> Develop some life experience, you know? <laughs> I'm a cool I'm a cool dad. You're a cool dad. Yeah. Well, just learning the mistakes of our, of our parents who placed... Uh, a great purchase on getting a college degree. Uh, and we both got music degrees, which are useless. They're not useless, actually, but uh, we're we're not in music. Neither well, of the nice thing, is, I mean, our degree, it doesn't, you can say music. You can also just say I got a, a Bachelor of the Arts and um, the Arts. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Bachelor of Arts of Arts. I'm an all-around knowledgeable guy about the arts. Mm-hmm. I can I can say many things. I've read excerpts of some books. Yeah, I read. I can say the name Gayatri Spivak. I know how to pronounce um, guitari, guatari, 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 guatari. Yeah, taking some guatari shits. Yeah, I'm actually and having the, good poops. Um, thank God. Yeah. That's good. That's that's one aspect. You got some solid waste. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. How are your poops doing? Uh, I eat too much cheese, so... Is that for real? Uh, Do you for real have diarrhea from the cheese? Yeah, that's a thing. That's your... Th- and you and you go to the doctor, and the doctor's like, you gotta give up the cheese, and you're like... 
Fuck you, doctor. No, no. I mean, it's the <laughs> ultimate, it's the curse, it's the ultimate curse of the Europeans, the prank they play on everybody else on Earth by creating and and having a diet that contains mostly of this thing that gives you epic diarrhea, but it being super delicious because it's just concentrated protein. They, wait, wait, did you just say they give you a diet? Uh, they give, yeah, the diet, Fauci, <laughs> Fauci's out there. Uh, given uh, prescribing this all milk diet, They're playing you this know? joke on white people where they give you this <laughs> diet that's just cheese, and then they expect you to not have diarrhea. <laughs> they just they give you just cheese and diet coke. No, they're a- playing this joke on Jews. It's oh. the joke on Jews uh, oh. because you know we can't we have bad stomachs, but we love cheese. So you mostly <laughs> are just eating poutine without the fries. Yeah, I do eat just cheese curds, actually, because uh, they're delicious. They're squeaky. Uh, they're wonder- Yeah, squeaky cheese curds. You never you never heard of that description of cheese curds? Like they squeak when you eat them? They squeak when you eat them. <laughs> you can rub them against your... No, they do that. It's very satisfying. They have a very satisfying texture. That's horrible. Actually, I would eat poutine without the fries, just like gravy and cheese curds in a soup. Just eat it as a soup. Mm, um, I would not. Is, it, is never... it frowned on to just drink straight gravy as a meal? I think there's a Simpsons where he drinks gravy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, it's gravy. Gravy's really up there in like my top five foods. Like, or I guess it can't be a food on its own. Okay, if, like... uh, let's do top five foods. Um, okay, top five foods. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so I've already said that. Is gravy number five or number one? Gravy is probably number... It's probably in the middle. Okay, well then what's number number five? Let's go from the top down. Okay. uh, (laughs) Bottom up. Yeah. Bottoms up, top down. Bottom up. Um, Let's go go one of each. So I'll say my Mm -hmm. number five and then you say you number five. Uh, Five? uh, I gotta go with... uh, I gotta go with... Is soda a food? Mm, Of course. Yeah, uh, so I'll go with soda. <laughs> okay, my, num- my number five, peanut M&M's. All right. Number four, uh, number four is, uh, <laughs> wow, this is hard. I've never considered this question before. <laughs> my favorite foods. <laughs> what am I currently feeling? What do I eat constantly? Um, I really like corn dogs. Okay. Number four is corn number dogs. Four. Okay, my number four is frozen grapes. All right. It's much healthier than mine. Uh, number three, uh, obviously, it's gravy. It's just mm-hmm. straight gravy. Okay. Okay. Um, my number three is going to be pizza. It's classic. Everybody likes pizza. People get tattoos of pizza, which is a very that was a very common thing in the in the hipster days of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. The Williamsburg people I got, got a tattoo of a pizza slice. I think yeah. that was the remember the fat Jew. I I can't remember all of them. But. It was this uh, annoying Instagram aggregator that uh, stole a lot of people's bits, and that's why he got he, he's he got shit canned. I don't know. He might still be. He relevant. got fired by Instagram. He got fired by Instagram. He got uh, <laughs> he, he was a he got canceled. He wasn't really canceled. Who knows? But yeah, pizza classic number two. Uh, going to have to go with O Henry's. Oh, Henry's. I are think I the had the best chocolate bar. Yeah, and they got everything you need in there, and uh, the, it looks like a turd, so it's funny. Okay, well, my number two is chili. 
Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. chili. I like to make chili. I made a big batch of chili last night uh, all day. I cooked it for a long ass time. It took six hours. Uh, chicken and black bean. It's going to be real tasty. 16 servings. Froze them all, of course. Going to eat them this winter. Um, what's your number one favorite food? Obviously, is cheese. Uh, yeah, I'll just eat. I'll just eat like a wedge of Emmental, like a hand fruit. Hmm. And you know, do you uh, uh, now? Do you eat the the wax? Because you you can. I sometimes I'll eat the wax if I'm like if I'm feeling fuck it all. Yeah. But sometimes I'll I'll make a little charcuterie cheese plate for myself. Little crackers. Go to town on that sucker. Okay. Well, my number one is ice cream. That's that's also I like ice cream, but ice cream gives me even worse uh, uh, bowel problems. I use ice cheese. cream like an antidepressant, which means I eat a gallon of it every day. That's how much. <laughs> it's, t- it's too much ice cream. That, that's it's how much true. one SSRI pill equals one gallon of ice cream. It's so good. <laughs> it's, a, it's really good. It's sliding down your throat. It also, uh, it also, different from SSRIs, ice cream gives me erections. Oh, really? Yeah, I get ice cream boners. Well, that's You get an ice cream headache, you ever get an ice cream erection? It, you know, I was talking uh, about this uh, the other day, that all the women are on birth control, and, and then, like, everyone else is on SSRIs. And so, <laughs> like, the libido of North America... It's probably at the lowest point in history. Yeah, I, I, our, our grandparents definitely fucked way harder than us. Yeah, and in way, like there's this, in like way yeah. more interesting places. I, I bet you know there's the, all these gags about Victorians being puritanical, but I bet they were fucking way harder than any of us right now. Yeah, probably like just like in horrifyingly gross. No, like yeah, because they didn't wash. No, they yeah. didn't wash. They didn't clean. They didn't have vacuum. But that cleaners. made it hotter. That was hotter. You know, you you take off you take off the whalebone corset. You know, you take off the straitjacket, uh, uh, and you and you know underneath you just have this pussy that's just infested with crust, uh, little bits of uh, little bits of of baby are in there baby that didn't make it all the way oh yeah you know okay and then with the guys of course the guys just basically have like a coating of, of shit in the shape of underwear around yes. them <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's perfectly they didn't they didn't need any undergarments because of uh the shit sheath they called it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So and they were fucking. They you you needed to crack the shit sheath with like a with like a a, a small a rock hammer. Right, a and, golden. And you, often the father-in-law would give you a golden. Uh, I think is it a ball peen hammer? Is that what it is that does it? Yeah, it, you, it was. It, it's called. It, that's why it's called names. a ball peen hammer, right? That's why. Yeah, it's right. It's called a ball peen in order to get to the balls and the peen. Yeah, <laughs> all right, ball peen hammer. Yeah, you needed into. <laughs> to scavenge your way through the shit sheath, break it apart like a kinder egg. Yeah. And inside is just this festering uh, open wound of a penis, you know, uh, this, this, it's more pus. You know, people talk about getting pussy, but they don't talk about getting pussy. Yeah, this and, you is know, very, this has turned into a very erotic uh, uh, yeah. portion of House of Decline. Uh, Apologize. You don't need lube when you have pus, yeah. is what we're saying. You know, this is our Dr. Drew moment, you know. 
Um, well, we should take callers and and then <laughs> give them advice on their love life. Bring, on bring, this, bring, the love line. Bring, 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 this is love bring, line. Bring, bring, bring. Hello? Is this love line? <laughs> Hello? I'm having a problem with my girlfriend. Um, uh, uh, she's a total bitch. <laughs> do you have any advice? Do you have any advice? Uh, I can't Drew? do, I'm not going to do Adam Carolla because I can't do impressions and also, the stuff you would say to that would probably be really bad. Ah, the thing, the thing you gotta do there, if you wanna, if you wanna, if you wanna cure your woman of her bitchiness, you gotta smack her in the fucking face. <laughs> no, he wouldn't say that. I don't know what she, I don't know what he says. I've never listened to Loveline. Adam, well, Adam, I used to love Loveline, um, <laughs> that was Adam when I was, Carolla. I was like 13, and it's okay to love stupid stuff when you're 13. Oh, yeah, of course. I thought Adam Carolla was very funny. Um, he is very, he is kind of funny. He, he was said funny, funny things in the past. He was funny on that show. Uh, so, yeah, he um, was misogynist, but he wasn't like violently misogynist. Like there there was a violently misogynist uh, shock jock called Tom Likas, who's still active. He's, he's still on, on here, satellite yeah. radio, I believe. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, women hating going on. There's a lot oh, of women yeah, hating there was a, uh, 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 a threat posted by someone on the University of Michigan against University of Michigan saying he's going to shoot all women he saw at University of Michigan on Monday. So, so in, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to shoot all women. You're oh, you're okay. going to want to go to the <laughs> the University of Michigan. This is the love line. This is Adam Carolla's advice. Um, love line. But uh, so apparently the uh, FBI found the person who posted it and interviewed him and didn't arrest him. Oh, no. So everyone at the University of Michigan is like, well, I guess I'm hiding in my dorm room on Monday. They didn't. They, I mean, because why? I. I I, you know, as a as a prison abolitionist, I'm for this. You know, let us let the chips fall where they may. You know, <laughs> when I mm -hmm. it's when I'm eating Doritos on yeah. my on my chest, I say, let the chips fall where they may. The FBI released a statement that was one line. It just said, "K Sarah Sarah," and um, that's a the that's, FBI. That's the shooter. They solved the shooter thing. You know, I mean, in Michigan especially, which just seems like it's a it, it's a series of survivalist boogs who like and half of them are just FBI guys trying to incite some sort of riot. You know, there's there's this special place that the FBI occupies in Michigan. Wasn't it found that like the kidnapping of Whitmer was there was some FBI involvement in that? Yeah, as there well? was all FBI guys being like, should we kid should we kidnap the governor? And then the other guys being like. <laughs> I just want to train so we can fight the final war when God comes back. And the FBI guys are like, yeah, but don't you want to kidnap the governor? And then they're like, well, I guess so. That sounds funny. Mm. Yeah. Jimmy Dore interviewed a boog on his show once, and that caused a... I mean, Jimmy Dore is a, is a weird guy in general. He, he's part of uh, one... one fa he's part of the crank left faction, which is very a very funny faction. Uh, he's an anti-vax guy, I suppose. What? But he's also Jimmy Dore. Why? What? Well, he was he was one of the voices on the left promoting ivermectin, the horse paste drug, which uh, oh, and now he's retweeting Glenn Greenwald. 
All right. So. Yeah, yeah, he's part. Yeah, crank left. It's absolutely. And we, you know, we were alluding red browns before uh, because there's been the, this funny new development in the red brown discourse, which I only recall because I remember just um, in a very much earlier episode of this podcast, just talking about just bullshitting with you about what I think we need. And I said, you know, we need a type of socialism that's sort of patriotic, right? And you correctly identified that's the Nazi is you're talking about national socialism mm-hmm. or something like that. And but what's very funny is now Caleb Maupin and people like that and uh, have have taken that we're patriotic and we're socialists line. You know, we love America and we're socialists and they're sort of reproducing that, uh, which is very annoying uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the whole socialism thing is not not really taking off, um, I would say. So, uh, I don't, they're going, that's sort of evidence that they're, you know, that they need new tactics. So, if they want to try to be patriotic, they can, I don't know, try to be patriotic without it turning into, like, a weird fascist thing. Yeah, but I I think the idea is, I mean, we've talked about it before. We had a whole episode called The Post Left, but the the move is, or at least the pitch is that we're losing this vast swath of America that's right wing because they don't identify with pronoun circles and shit like that. We're alienating people. Um, What's a pronoun circle? Pronoun circle is uh, when you go around in introducing your names, but you also say your pronouns as who, well. Who outside of, uh, of of like school getting into circles? And <laughs> and <introducing laughs> well, you hear it on some podcasts. They do pronoun circles on some podcasts I listen to. I haven't been in uh, a circle in years. Some some trans people like it. Some trans people don't. It's yeah, not. But are for they me getting into circles? Uh, well, I think it's just a name, you know. People like so it's okay. going around, but it would be funny if you, you you know you just go around forever in the pronoun circle because time is a flat pronoun <laughs> circle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think that's why. But the, the, the majority is, yeah. of the American public is not on board with the far left. I think the majority of the American public still just associates the idea of socialism with freeloaders, right? That's that's the image that's ingrained in their head is somebody not working and then mm-hmm. profiting off of their work, which is funny because as any bog standard gritty socialist will point out, no, that's what the capitalists do. They don't do boss makes a dollar, you make a dime. That's why you shit on company time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, they're making money off your labor, not the not the 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 neats leave the neats alone <laughs> uh, i'm yeah. i'm a neat i'm currently a neat it's good to be a neat i'm a neat mm-hmm. well you have you're a, you you have a jaw you you do as many oh, as many feminists oh, as many feminists have do, argued over the years David. The you are doing you're performing a lot of labor right taking, now d- taking care of a baby doing all the housework doing it on and doing all the cooking and cleaning as at best, like a part-time job. <laughs> Sticking it to these mothers, yeah. Dad's dad's parent, and we do it. We do it twice as good. We do it twice. As, what are you moms complaining about? 
Yeah, well, that's why the government gives da- single dads a, uh, a th- 33% more uh, as mm. a stipend than they do single moms. Because <laughs> they're more efficient. <laughs> and they're rewarded for being rewarded their for their good behavior. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is a stupid line of reasoning. Yeah. This is a dumb line. We're not, we're not. I, I, I mean, I, I don't wish. know anybody that identify anybody under like the age of 30 that seriously identifies as a feminist. I feel like the term has sort of been uh, any, I'm sure, I'm sure there's tons of people out there. Like I'm not so jaded to think that my narrow window of people that I know is that, but I don't think I, I've never heard people describe themselves. I haven't heard people describe themselves as a feminist in a while. Like even normie knew who you think would. Well, have yeah, but we, I mean, we also haven't been out there talking to people because of the pandemics. I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking to some folks. Eh, that's, I, don't know. I guess in my head, I feel like the term has been cheapened by Hillary Clinton and people like that, who's married to like a guy who's been very credibly accused of sexual assault many, many times. And, uh, amongst that sort of, especially. So you're dealing in right wing conspiracy theories again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I is that is that Bill Clinton? Yeah. Bill Clinton has not raped all of those women are lying whores. Well, they which, just want attention. You're talking about all those like really right wing women who accused him. Uh, I mean, there was all also Monica Lewinsky, who's all not. the basically all those Nazi women, all those Nazi women, Juanita Broderick. And Paula Jones. Was mm-hmm. Paula Jones right-wing? Oh, yeah. I know Juanita Broadwick is right-wing. Oh, they're both very right-wing. Those are both were considered hit jobs. I mean... What about Jennifer Flowers, though? I don't know about Jennifer Flowers. There's Jennifer Flowers, and there's also a Miss Monica Lewinsky. Yes, who... but that was consensual. Yeah. not Yeah, but it's like power relation. Come on. Yes, that but not, not in... That's not necessarily... That's something you should get fired for, but that's not something you would go to jail for. Uh, no, it's well, I don't want to. Like if I don't know, I don't know the situation. I don't know what it was like. I mean, for yes. all I know, it could have been something that he could have gone to jail for. It could have been like ex- coercive in the extreme. And um, I don't think she's ever said that. So I mean, no, I don't, I don't think she's ever. But I don't know what she she can and can't say. I don't know what NDA she signed. I don't know what. Uh, what uh, is necessarily going on? Does the I have government no idea. have NDAs? Gah, no, but yeah. you know, a, a wink, a wink, wink NDA. You know, like I'm gonna come for you. <laughs> if you say this, I'm gonna fuck you. I'm gonna fuck you so hard. I'm gonna fuck your family. I'll fuck them all. Bill Clinton threatens sex on his enemies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he he uses it as a weapon. Wow. Now, that's just like a depraved psychopath. Yeah. Just like a woman, he uses sex as a weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Uh, Women are taking a beating on the show today. No, they're not. That's No, they're not. Um, (laughs) I think women should do all the jobs, and men should stay at home. Uh, Yeah, They, they they are girl bosses. Yes, do all the work, and we will do the cooking and the cleaning. I agree. I, yeah, this, they say we're becoming 
I agree with this form of feminization. I want to stay home. I want to stay home and not work. <laughs> yeah, give me a baby to shit. I'll, give me a baby to raise. I'm a human child. I'll be. Wait, I'll be. I'm a man child. I said a human child. I'm a human I'm, child. I am a human child. Well, so in the news today, I saw in the Wall Street Journal the unemployment rate went down. Whoa. Which is actually a bad sign. Uh, why like, is that? A- um, that means because. While the unemployment went down, the total number of jobs, we're also in like a six million job hole. Mm-hmm. And so when the when we're in a huge job hole and the unemployment rate goes down, it means lots of people have given up looking for work because the mm. unemployment rate measures how many people are actively looking for work. So yeah. for the unemployment rate to go down when we're in a six million job hole means the available workers have decreased. Mm-hmm. Which which signals the the econo- economic recovery might stagnate, um, which we're probably going to have a, some stagnation, some stagflation maybe in the next couple of years. Well, uh, why why is that? Stagflation is like when the economy stagnates and inflation goes up, which is like not normally what happens. When, when but it's the fear of every libertarian guy is it's what, it happened once before in the 70s and that's why carter was not reelected. Yeah. so if it happens in the next two years trump uh not trump biden is in danger well yeah i mean you say trump but yeah there's a lot of rumblings that i mean that yeah, yeah i said trump because like trump's coming back he's coming back baby and it's gonna be bigger than ever and apparently all the Republicans have been, like, taking over the local election commissions so they can really rig it this time. Yeah, it's, uh, you see a lot of reports on, uh, like, uh, uh, who was it? Was it Osita Nuevo or something? It was, he was just, or it might have been Dave Weigel uh, talking about how, if you want to know how a grassroots political movement forms, you should look at all of these insane uh, <laughs> vote-was-rigged people. Because mm-hmm. they're actually going out and they're doing the job of getting these thankless, horrible positions like election monitor and taking over a bunch of very important administrative positions uh, where they could potentially do election fraud uh, unsupervised if they wanted to. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Um, I'm hoping Biden like deploys the Navy SEALs and uh, has them, uh, you know, do illegal ops to uh to secure the integrity of our election you know mm-hmm. and then we can get like a, a little civil war going on between like the navy seals and the green berets or whoever's <laughs> <laughs> the Just factions some... of the army will split apart yeah. and i want some cool shit like that to happen <sighs> that's you know that's not a bad idea of how to like root communism because the leftist movement can't take hold on its own without any sort of uh horrible violence right you know every that that I mean, what I've been convinced by the Marxist Leninists on, and where I I differ from the anarchists is that I don't think I don't think you get any sort of socialist state without some sort of horrible bloodletting beforehand. Um, yeah, but you but, can also just get France. Yes, that is true. <laughs> you can end up with France also after yeah. horrible bloodletting. Yeah, but the only there has been no. There has been no successful communist state, and in successful, I'm including countries like Cuba and Burkina Faso, and uh, even the and so hell the Soviet Union and China. 
uh why not they're they're successful by all means all of them uh came to be by (laughs) by a horrible event that required a violent overthrow of the previous order and the what people don't talk about when they say they get they've given up on electoralism is well what's the alternative either sit here and rot or you know do the violent thing and uh i think uh, i don't know if we're i i don't know how soon we are to that point but it seems inevitable like you're you're predicting stagflation yeah, I don't think stagflation leads to civil unrest. I mean, elect wide, like a widespread election fraud might lead to some kind of civil unrest. Or, But we might just have, I mean, we had civil unrest last election. We might just have it every election now, just like riots and... Yeah, but uh, it's, this, it's this thing which seems utterly removed, maybe because, we, you know, we're, we're all more separate than we've ever been, but, uh, or the fact that, social media has this this factor where everything gets put through this filter and so it seems less real even if it is happening it doesn't result in any mass action because the action that people do take seems like it's not actually happening it seems like it's a movie it seems like it's a video yeah um so you know uh, what will it take what it will take uh, i mean Mark saw it as inevitable. Well, I think it would take uh, the quali- will quality of life to get really bad. And that's not bad enough to foment revolution yet. And that's part of what my annoyance with some leftists in North America, constantly mm-hmm. talking about how shitty the quality of life is here, mm-hmm. because it's in their interest to play that up because they know that if the quality of life, once it reaches really bad, then you can organize people. But it's not mm-hmm. as bad as they say it is. Yeah. Like, it's actually kind of decent if, as long as you don't fall victim to any of the, you know, easy, easy easily to fall victim to vices or accidents that can happen. Like, if you, yeah. if you get into a bad accident, yeah, quality of life's going to suck. If you get addicted to something, quality of life's going to suck. But... But that's not really the line anymore, because I think they've, they've gotten wise to the idea that, oh, the quality of life isn't bad here. So now the line is we do it at the expense of the global south and the third world, which is true. Totally. Uh, I um, and I think that's that's a much better argument when you're talking about why we should do socialism. But that requires such a broad mind. It requires you to really conceptualize of something much larger than yourself, which I think in in this godless age people have a really hard time bringing themselves to do you know i mean i'm i'm looking forward to the moment when new york city has flooded and i think that might galvanize us into action in about uh, 80 years when new york city is underwater then uh, we Mm. might see some change that's (laughs) that's kind of what i what i think but something shocking has to happen for people to unite to do something That's what um, that's what uh, Naomi Klein argues. She was uh, uh, in the shock doctrine. She she identifies uh, uh, disaster capitalism as the uh, you know something where uh, and she uses Hurricane Katrina as the first example in the book. Where after Hurricane Katrina, all of these charter school ghouls came in to ply their ply their private education wares in New Orleans. 
And so it's where capitalists see an opportunity in a crisis, like that old, like that old Chinese character. Yeah, that, but also like that old in, I, in Hurricane Katrina, when that happened before the the disaster capitalists swooped in, there was a mm-hmm. great effort by everyone in these that area to take in people from New Orleans and send them to school. And like my school took in someone from New Orleans, like we were all basically taking in refugees and Mm -hmm. there was a sense of unity regionally that was Mm -hmm. present. Um, A lot of people went to Houston, a lot of people went to Dallas because everyone had to leave New Orleans for like, I mean, a year. He was, that guy was there for a whole year. Well, that type of, yeah, that type of mutual aid network is something that would be preached as maybe not taking advantage of it, but allowing for like a, a socialist idea, that of a mutual aid network to to proliferate. I mean, I don't know if a mutual aid network is necessarily socialist, but it's something that can endear people to socialism and something that I think is closer to a socialist model than to a capitalist model, which is always weird to me that, you know, churches, which are sort of the major site of mutual aid networks. Uh, I would say, you know, the majority, I don't actually, I have no idea, but I'd say churches do a lot of organizing for homeless people and they do food drives and it's not to be discounted. Um, and in, in a way that I would like socialist organizations to, to do more often, I think certain chapters of the DSA do a good job uh, at this, but it needs to be more widespread um, because, you know, every homeless person knows or everyone who's down on their luck knows that maybe they can go to this church to get something. There is no institution. There is no edifice that people can go to similarly uh, to get socialist, specifically socialist branded services. Unless you're talking, uh, I don't know, unless you're talking about a community center or maybe something like that. But eh, I, I don't know. I would like to, I should join some mutual aid networks is what I should do. I should, I should be out there volunteering. I've got to join a network, but I don't, I'm lazy. I don't like helping people. What if you don't like helping? What if you don't like helping people? What if it's annoying to you? I mean, you don't have to do it. You can just stay in your, you can just stay in your one bedroom. Yeah, it is very alienating (laughs) to not, to not reach out to people. Which is another reason why you should do mikvahs because they are good unto themselves. You can have a nice experience. May I'm gonna I'm talking myself up for this. Maybe I'll I'll volunteer at a food bank. Yeah, get on the such. phone right now and call up a food bank and be like, when can I start volunteering? Mm. And I think this is more than appealing to their sense of conservative social values. I think appealing to people on this need-based idea, you know, you, you like whoever's feeding you. Uh, I think that's a far more, and something that the anarchists get right is that, that that's a much better model for turning people over is to just uh, create some sort of decentralized uh, network that allows people to channel resources to those in need. Um and that that's an yeah that's an admirable part of anarchist philosophy and and uh, theory. Um, so, 
I, I guess the reason why I'm talking about this because I'm also the the this recent obsession has uh, this this talk of red browning and you know instilling conservative values in socialism in order to get get the unwashed masses back on our side. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a a certain person who I have this preoccupying obsession with. Red, uh, red brown's that, the color of my toilet paper. <laughs> is that is that amber? Are you doing three one ones amber? Yeah, but, but red brown, red but brown, red brown is the color of my toilet paper. Red brown is the color of my toilet paper. Yes, they're a funny band. Because I got some hemorrhoids. Anyway, the the red browning. You were about to no, start to interrupt. I just want to talk about Peter Coffin because uh, Peter Coffin is just this amazing source of constant amazement for me. So I'm, I very rarely do that thing where you have a have a hatred of a certain person and you you start you know commenting on how cringe their shit is i usually think that's that's negative energy that i don't want i i try not to do it um and i try not to hate on people unless they're uh public figures and you know have some measure of of power but um this peter coffin person is very strange and i think what really what really sets the tone about him, and uh, they are a non-binary person. They use they-all pronouns, so he—you can—he is an acceptable here. Get, you know who followed uh, Peter Coffin? Who followed Peter Coffin? Norm Macdonald. Sure, Pete, yeah, I mean Peter Coffin has a lot of big followers, which is also. But I think that also speaks to his constant time being like a, a like twenty years basically in media plying his trade uh most famously first appearing or gaining attention on an episode of steve harvey's big time where he kicks himself in the nuts wow. uh and have you ever seen that clip i'm, I'm pulling the clip up you pulling the clip up of peter coffin kicking himself in the nuts um, on steve harvey's big time uh, yeah let's see what we got here right here on this stage please welcome the groin kicker himself Peter Coffin. Yeah. And and he's so young here, but just from this clip, it sets the tone for his entire career, which is I will do anything to get attention. Did you notice how Peter was walking out? Oh, what an idiot. This is the look of a guy that's fitting to kick yourself in the nuts. <laughs> nice. That's exactly what it is, Steve. I'm telling you, man, let me get on this side, because I, I mean, when you first discovered it, where were you? I was in art class in, uh, in high school a couple of years ago. Uh, me and my friends were talking about um, kicking yourself in the head, and somehow it changed. You tried to kick yourself in the head and your foot didn't go up that high? No, basically it just turned into a conversation about kicking yourself in the nuts. And everybody's like sitting there, like, oh, let's all try it. So we all got up, and I was the only one that... For me. Wow. Okay. Honestly, I find this charming. Like, way more charming than his later work. Oh. Oh, he <laughs> it, kicked He really himself. does it, too. He commits to it, which is, you know, I I like jackass. That's that's not beyond a jackass stunt. Stay here for a second. Looked very painful. Wow, they're all laughing at him. That's yeah. great. But, yeah, that sets the tone for his career in general, where I will do anything. 
I will I will seriously injure myself. You know, you know how they the, the people and and it's not hard to kick yourself in the nuts. It's it, anyone can do it, but you just are have to be willing to take that plunge. You just have to plow through that fear and want the attention more than your fear of self-injury, which uh, which is uh, just a common theme. And uh, he was very good at it for a while, but seems to have this instinct towards self-sabotage or something like that. But OK, so later he goes on to be a gaming YouTuber and does all of these like parodies of uh, we're doing Skyrim, but it's actually in Informer by Snow. It's Skyrim. In the Skyrim, oh, you know, it's shit like that. Terrible. I don't know what he actually did. I don't want to look at it, but it, it, it's stuff like that. Or like very musical theater versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and along the way, he starts chatting with this other internet person, Ash Coffin, who was this red-haired, uh, pretty Scottish lady. And uh, they became married. I don't know what her original name is. She was Ash when she was on Twitter. She was Ash Coffin, and but you know he, there's a pretty large age gap, and I don't want to accuse anyone of grooming because I don't think that's I don't know if that's the situation, but there's definitely some um, unusual elements to their relationship, and also he appears to have paid for her uh, braces, her dental surgery, and. Also, perhaps her body modification surgery, breast implants, maybe. Who knows? But then she got she got famous on Twitter for doing leftist memes uh, and also posting her breasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was funny. I liked her. She was a she was a funny presence. Uh, occasionally had some good memes, a lot of cringe, but whatever. It was that early leftist meme when it was still new and it didn't smack of desperation. You know, I get, I do, I do, I draw leftist memes and I'm immediately embarrassed by them because they do smack of desperation (laughs) in the same way that this uh, Peter Coffin character. But, you know, however much I do, and I guess that's the reason for my fixation, because it's something that I see in myself that I hate, that, that I perform and, but it's just projected to this ridiculous degree where you are just willing to do anything, not for money. Money is less important than attention. That's what you really want. You want people hanging on your words or you want people watching you do something. You, you want the eyeballs on you more than anything else in the world. And so after the gaming video thing and he starts courting this, this lady uh, and they get married and have some kids, um, uh, he starts doing these leftist videos. He on early bread tube, as it became annoyingly known. But uh, back in like 2014, 2015, these these types of videos were novel. Yeah, and I was too drunk for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, 2014, 2015. Oh, I got some good drinking done. Those are some good drinking years. Uh, good drinking days. I probably drank uh, at least 12 beers a day that year. It's a lot, lot of bottle of whiskey. That's a lot of... You did the straight-up Bluto Blutarski. It was a good year. 
Well, <laughs> probably because you missed that whole you you didn't get indoctrinated into the terrible world of YouTube. Oh, 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 you know what I was watching on YouTube? Cooking videos. I would get fucking plastered and watch cooking videos. I tried to find the most unknown chefs on YouTube with like 2-3 subscribers who are just trying to make a scratching by getting by and I'd leave comments like like typed with all kinds of drunk mistakes like looking great (laughs) (laughs) man man. uh like i'm glad you're not you're no longer an alcoholic but drunk you ruled sometimes sometimes he ruled well sometimes sometimes he also sometimes he also drove a lot (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah can't get arrested for talking about drug drugs. No, can't get arrested for past crimes. Yeah, <laughs> past crimes. You can. Yes, you can. No one died. You uh, can get arrested for past crimes. You can, no, it's a rule. You can't. I'm a lawyer. Trust me. Uh, so Peter Peter Coffin, he starts doing these. Oh, also, I forgot. Um, I forgot another very important detail about Peter Coffin. While he's doing the gaming videos, before he marries Ash, he has a fake girlfriend. Perhaps you've heard about this. <laughs> Have you not heard about Peter Coffin's fake girlfriend? No. Okay, so so Peter Coffin um Peter Coffin uh was on social media and he does he shows some posts about his girlfriend who's this Asian girlfriend who makes like edgy Asian jokes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, uh, like jokes stolen from South Park, like Japanese people don't have souls, you know, stuff like that. Okay. And uh, but it's okay because she's Asian. But then people found out that oh no, this person isn't real. Her all of the photos were stolen from a Korean model. You know, this is not a real person. And so Peter, uh, they they accused Peter Coffin of uh, this is a sock puppet account. Peter Coffin maintains no, I was being catfished. It's very. It's very obvious it's it's him with a sock puppet account. Mm. So obvious, in fact, that any other conclusion is very far-fetched. And this was the reason why I became turned off of him. Because in early YouTube, in early Bread 2, I was watching Peter Coffin. I didn't know what to think. So I'm just watching a bunch of dumb theater kids talk about theory. And uh, I was watching this guy's videos pretty dutifully up until the video where... He specifically addresses his fake girlfriend, and it just became so evident that he was lying. He was just lying through his teeth, constantly spinning the story about how he was being catfished. No, dude, <laughs> you no. It's pretty. It's pretty funny to have a fake girlfriend. How old was he at this? At this was he like in his twenties, mid? I think he was in his late twenties. Late twenties. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. He, He's been around forever. He's he's forty, you know. He's, yeah. he's an old guy, and uh, so uh, then uh, then he gets a, a divorce from his. So he gets a divorce from his first wife. They had some relationship troubles, and uh, then eventually uh, got together with a fan, <laughs> and now mm. they post videos together. And the direction they've gone is post left, right. or, and uh, they would they would uh, balk at that term. They do, they don't identify as post left, but it's very evident. It's the same brand of sort of Greenwald, Amy Therese, Benedict Crypto Fash. Uh, I don't know who are the other post left heroes. 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They're, but yeah, a weird group. Of, I guess even Red Scare can be folded into that. Yeah, a sometimes little. them. Yeah, but but yeah, this appeal to conservative values from the left crowd. You know, we're losing we're losing the big meaty middle by constantly cowing to the more extreme elements of leftist philosophy, um, which you know is has. I, I guess now the biggest propagator of that is Glenn Greenwald. He's become mm-hmm. that guy. Yeah, sort of. I don't know what he is even wants though. Like, I, never, I think he wants the same thing as Peter Coffin, which is eyeballs. You know, it's, it's well, that's attention. not what I meant. I mean, like, what is his political ideal? His political idea—he's pretty consistent. He's a free speech absolutist, and I think— Okay, but you can't have free speech in communism. Well, he's not, he's not a communist, though. Okay. That's the thing about Glenn. Well, P- he's, Peter he's Coffin a, claims to be, and a lot of the post-left people do claim to be Yeah, communist. they're hardcore Leninists, yeah. Yeah, so you can't have free speech. There's no fucking way. Uh, wait, why can't you? Well, I mean... Because you uh, have people well, going around uh, talking about doing capitalist shit. <laughs> you can't <yeah>. have that. <laughs> You'll have someone be like, I, hey, hey, why don't why don't we amass a bunch of capital and pay workers to do that and take the profits? And then you can't have that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if, like, you need to suppress that idea. I, I mean, the idea well, why? for a lot they're of... Well, they're going to convince a bunch of people to do it, and then they're going to start doing it, and then and then all of a sudden you're going to have to, like, like take their shit with guns again. I mean, you can make you can make doing the capitalist enterprise illegal, but you could... Just talking about it is fine, you know? Mm. I, 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 but no, you, you, you've hit upon something, this uncomfortable... Because people still want our nice neoliberal democratic individualistic values but they also sort of do want a big state entity to uh use the violence to make the 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 bad corporations go away the bad the the bad capitalists to go away see my my ideal is you can't talk at all you can't (laughs) know what you can if you got to get permission to say anything from the government if you want to say heavy-handed ray bradbury future (laughs) if you want to say thank you to the grocery store clerk you got to fill out a form and be like please Mm. government can i thank the grocery store clerk and the government's like no you did that last month Mm, very restricted speech you have to wait six months (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. we just nod we just smile and nod i once saw a terrible play that was about that uh (laughs) Uh, the the plot of the play, I I think it was. I mean, it stars two two people. It starred two people I knew from high school, and they're very nice people. I did not care for the play. It's called Lemons, 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 Lemons. Wow, lemon and, party. Yeah, yeah. So it was a real lemon party. Uh, but the the premise is that the government is mandating speech to just two hundred words a day, or like three hundred awesome. characters a day. Awesome. So like like a tweet. They explore. Yeah, that's that was the conceit. <laughs> That was the very annoying conceit. And so they start shortening words from love you to love you is the thing they start doing. <laughs> All right. I mean, you can fit like there's a really cool Twitter for me, nerdy Twitter account. That's just like it's called command line magic. And mm-hmm. the commands like you can fit into a, into however many characters can do a, a whole. But you can write a whole program like you can write. Mm. A, there's there's video games that are written with less than 240 characters by some very special geniuses who know mm. really know what they're doing um yeah that that would be a, a cool idea um mm-hmm. they should have hired like a linguistics guy to uh help them flesh out the new language people develop mm. 
Mm. I like that. Well, they didn't do that. It was just uh, they didn't go through the trouble. Okay. They didn't hire. They didn't hire the guy that wrote Dothraki script. And they didn't hire the guy from uh, what was that? Is it what's the what was the alien movie where the main character is a, lingui- a linguist? Remember oh, that? Arrival. Yeah. Arrival with the heptopods. Yeah. Arrival. Arrival rules. I love Arrival. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Denis Villeneuve in general. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of smack talk against Denis Villeneuve. Uh, I th- I like a lot of his I like his movies. I like uh, Sicario. Age is bad, but uh, enemy enemy fucking rules. Arrival rules. I guess those are the only ones I like. Uh, Blade I, Runner. I've never seen 2049. Oh yeah, I like Blade Runner 2049. A lot of people talk shit about it. I think it's a beautiful looking movie. I think it's. It, just on looks alone, on, I like for it. For me, not even on looks alone, just on that he didn't do the same plot as Blade Runner mm-hmm. in the Blade Runner sequel, like every other idiot out there would have done. You know if J.J. Abrams did Blade Runner 2049, he would have probably tried to get Harrison Ford to be yeah. like, what if we do the same movie and you play the same guy and you say the same shit and the same stuff happens? I actually think Blade Runner 2049 succeeds in a lot more ways because it's all about, uh, uh, you know, uh, the 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 you have a character that's an android. Right. And they know they want something, but they don't really know what it is. And that's the conceit behind the the K character in uh, Ryan Gosling's character. And I, I I think Ryan Gosling is perfect casting because he is that. It's the same reason he's cast in Drive, because he is that perfect vacant look. Mm-hmm. He is that perfect sad vacant look where it's this longing, but it comes from this place of spiritual nothingness. Uh, what would, uh, uh, you know, the old sickness unto death mm. this, or maybe what Lacan would define as lack. And the spiritual nothingness that he has in common with Peter Coffin to round it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Peter Coffin has a very... He has a very easy way to to get his stuff, which is uh, through eyeballs. That's his. He he makes his he makes his life purpose on attention, and I guess that's why I dislike him because I also am an attention seeker, and I see a person and they're doing it in this way that I deem to be over the line or cringy. I mean, also he associates with. Caleb Maupin, who is, you know, he's, he's kind of, he's pretty much a Nazi. <laughs> it's, it's okay to call him a little bit of a Nazi. So I, and he carries that line. So I, I think that we can draw the line there. I think that's a, a good place to draw the line is when you're, when your shit posting becomes too performative. But I, I guess it's also the, 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 belief that or or the idea that this person sincerely holds these beliefs you know when you when you challenge him on it he doubles down and says no i sincerely hold these beliefs this is what i really think when it's very obvious that you don't believe in anything you know you're just doing whatever you're just you're just filling a space you're 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 just conforming to this empty area like a Mm -hmm. gas all right well that's see the problem is that that it used to be to have this kind of a reach, you'd have to go through the um, funnels of like our sort of aristocratic system of education, where mm-hmm. like to have the re- to, to be able to reach thirty thousand people in the past, you'd had to have been born into like a rich wasp family, 
And yeah. now, because of the internet, all of these idiots can get this kind of a reach. And mm. I've noticed there's like this tendency to be like, well, that's we gotta we gotta means test the internet. We gotta make it so they can't like only the proper people can get this kind of a reach. Um, yeah. But my opinion is that you know is the is the sort of Landian um, AI superstructure that uh, <laughs> we'll call yeah. the unworthy. Um, that's sort of <laughs> where, where my mind immediately goes. Like we don't have, no, I, let's not bring back like everyone. You have to go to Harvard to have a Twitter account. Why don't we just like have an AI examine you and what you say, and then decide if you're going to live in a dungeon or live uh, out in the in the real world. And and you are the one who programs this AI. I will program I the AI. Yeah, I will, will be in JavaScript. The easiest programming language known to man. Is it? No, you're joking. No, you're joking because it's, yeah, it's not. No, I know it is. It's basically oh, the it easiest is? one. Yeah. Okay, I thought Python was the easiest one. Um, Python uh, is like a little bit more complicated because it's like Python's really more focused towards data analysis, mm. and so slightly less people use it. So by the, just the fact that JavaScript is so popular, um, it means there's so many resources, which makes it easy to learn. But we have reached the end of the show. Um, mm -hmm. It's been uh, a couple of weeks since I was here, but I'll be back next week, I believe, unless my life falls apart. And uh, remember the top five foods. Email us your top five foods at houseofdecline at gmail.com. We'll read top them. five. Yeah, we'll read, we'll read <laughs> your top five foods. And tell your friends to listen to House of Decline. Mm -hmm.